Welcome to Puro Pinche Sports. I am your host, Jose Garza, alongside my co-host, Marco Monreal, and the return of the infamous producer, Meme. How's it going, guys? Hey, can't complain. I'm in the COVID cave, but we're going good. Meme, yourself? I'm doing well. COVID-free since November of last year, baby. All right, that's beautiful, man. Beautiful to hear. All right, guys. As y'all know, 2020 has been a crazy year. One, for us, we started the podcast. Two, sports got shut down everywhere. Three, sports came back out of nowhere. And so to celebrate, we're finally going to do our Puro Pinche Sports 2020 award show. Now, I've been planning this you know, do for a good while. And I wanted to get in sync with the guys to like all get together. Unfortunately... We can't meet up together because, like Marco said, he's in the COVID cave right now. So let's all do our best we can as we here on the Zoom meeting. 2020 was bad, and then you start 2021 with COVID, and it's like, I feel like 2020 just keeps going. It just doesn't stop. I don't think we're in 2021 yet. Technically, we started with a coup d'etat first at the Capitol, just saying. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Marco. <laughs> um, anyways, guys. So without further ado, let the 2020 award show begin. Producer Meme, can you do the honors and name the nominees? All right. So we're going to start off the Puro Pinche Sports Award Show with our first category, which is the comeback of the year. Our nominees, we got Alex Smith, Kevin Durant, Mike Tyson, and Mr. Roman Reigns. Marco, kick, kick that off, brother. Okay. So for me, I think comeback player of the year, and it's clear and obvious, is going to be Alex Smith. Coming off the horrendous injury, people didn't think he was going to have a leg. People didn't think he was even going to be able to play football anymore. People didn't think, you know, he, he almost lost his life to be a to, as a matter of fact. So to see him come back the way he did and get the Washington football team into the playoffs the way he did in the fashion he did with the help of a pretty good defense, couldn't do it, couldn't have done it without Alex Smith at the helm. So what a crazy comeback, amazing comeback, and that would be my nominee for uh comeback of the year okay okay so for me it's the same thing alex smith almost lost his leg almost lost his life i mean just the sheer will to come back to play the sport that he loves so much where he lost his life where he almost lost his leg his livelihood kevin durant great story you know comes back after 18 months of an achilles he's playing great as he usually does mike tyson 15 year off layoff you know what can we say? He's one of the best of boxers out there, heavyweights. But none of them compared to Alex Smith, and not even Roman Reigns, who left the WWE, you know, for a while because of he has he's had leukemia, you know, and he left to protect his family and his friends. Guys, I asked our fellow, you know, our past guests for their opinions too. Arturo Ibarra, Jesse Santos, Michael Zalzar, all great guests. They all have their own opinions. So Art has Alex Smith, Mike has Alex Smith, and then Jesse Santos, a big boxing man, has Mike Tyson. So good job for Alex Smith, for the four of us who voted for him, and Mike Tyson, you got that one vote, and you know who it's from. All right, man, my next category, brother. All right, next category, we got promotion of the year. First off, we've got the AEW, we got the NBA, the NFL, after that, we've got the UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. And then we've got the WWE World Wrestling Entertainment, brother. Brother. Marco, <laughs> what, are you, what was the 
sports promotion you think of the year? Who who really elevated themselves? I think it definitely has to be the UFC. Um, I think they were the first. Actually, they were the first sports to come back. Uh, and the way Dana White was able to uh, maneuver around possibly getting an island because um, there was talks about, you know, how are the international fighters going to fight? We need a bubble, things of that nature. Um, and then everything he's done with Fight Island um, and the way he's conducted these fights and the um, the UFC has actually made, I think, counting out the revenue from uh, live audiences, um, the UFC has actually grown. Um, so in merch sales, um, in pay-per-view sales. So I think it's just an amazing job of the UFC and the way they conducted themselves and able to curve around the pandemic and continue to make money. Dana White said it himself, if the pandemic still ha- is happening, he doesn't care. His company's still going to succeed, and it has. Definitely agree. I definitely gave my pick for the UFC as well. Just going to reiterate what Marco said. They kept going, or at least they attempted to, you know, Governor of California tried to shut them down. They found other solutions. They ended up in Jacksonville for their first fight back. Then they ended up with Fight Island back in Vegas, stuff like that. So they kept, you know, the pace. They kept doing everything they could. Jesse Santos agrees with us as well. He picked UFC. Art and Mike, they picked the NBA. And I think it's for the simple option that, you know what, they were able to create a safe space, a place where nobody uh, got infected with COVID. Um, Zero positive tests on their end. So with the bubble and Disney. No asterisks for the champions. The Lakers are the champions. There is no asterisks there. But my vote is UFC all the way. And my next one. All right. Next category, we've got loser of the year. First off, we've got Dwayne Haskins, followed up by the Houston Texans. Then we've got the individual known as Nate Robinson. Oh, ah, my you God. Poor dumbass. <laughs> and finally, in the category, we have Tony Ferguson. Marco, go ahead. Which one? <laughs> Who's the biggest loser? Dude, this definitely has to be Nate Robinson. <laughs> like, you know, like no doubt about it. it has to be Nate Robinson. The memes they put on that guy when he got knocked out by Jake Paul. And if people don't know, this was an exhibition fight for Nate Robinson against Jake Paul, a YouTube star versus an ex-NBA athlete currently in athlete shape. Um, thought he was going to be able to beat up the YouTuber, and the YouTuber ended up knocking out Nate Robinson, the ex-NBA player, in stunning fashion, in incredible meme fashion. And I think we all saw the meme guys, right? Well, we've seen all the memes, that's for sure. I mean, Mehmet probably has a poster of Nate Robinson knocked out in his room right now as we speak. Facts. <laughs> Marco, I would normally agree with you, but I don't. But Jesse, but Jesse and Mike do agree with you. They also said Nate Robinson because... They're ruins. Don't <laughs> oh, shut your whore mouth. Um, I said the Houston Texans. And this is pure 2020 results, not... What's happened in 2021 with Deshaun Watson wanting to get out and stuff like that. This is my answer before it. To give away a Hall of Fame wide receiver. To push away your star quarterback. To the point before, you know, after the 2020 season. To want him wanting to leave your organization. Like, that's just, that's just sad. Like, you were a playoff team. You were... You were leading your division multiple years, and now you are going to be the ass of the freaking... You're, you're the worst team in Texas. Like, re- realize that where you're going right now. Like, you're going to lose to Sean Watson. You're going to be the worst team in Texas. And I'm talking about all sports, college football, NBA, NFL, all that. Yeah, they're pretty terrible. Like, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. Like, they're always going to have that popularity and name value. But you, the Texans, you, you don't have that. And you're about to lose the best just because you want to be a whitewashed team, so... 
You're the biggest loser, in my opinion, of 2020. Art went with Dwayne Haskins, and I can see why. I mean, that fool went to a strip club twice, you know, multiple times, broke COVID protocols, and almost... Are you trying to get your, your head coach sick again? Like, the man just recovered from cancer, you son of a bitch. Like, god damn. So, those are our picks, guys. Like I said, I got Texans. Marco, Jesse, and Mike, they got Nate Robinson, and Art has Wayne Haskins. Moving on, Meme. Next up, we've got upset of the year. First off is Alexander Volkanovsky. And after that, you've got the Denver Nuggets eliminating the LA Clippers. Followed up by Justin Gaethje defeating Tony Ferguson. And finally, the Tennessee Titans eliminating the Baltimore Ravens. And just to be clear, guys, for everyone who understands out there, we're talking pure 2020. What happened in 2020? That includes the 2019 NFL postseason because it happened in 2020. And I'm not counting this postseason for the 2020 uh, season. So go ahead, Mark, with your answer. You go first. I'm still thinking. <laughs> well, that one for me was going to be the Denver Nuggets. How uplifted were the Clippers? How their their ball was raised, you know, to with Kawhi, with Paul George, Lou Will, Montrezl Harrell, all these names on that team, and to fall, to blow a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets, who are a fantastic team. Jamal Murray, the Joker, like those those are good players. Like they're just they're just so quiet. They don't make a lot of noise. They don't bloviate about themselves like the way like the LA teams or and New York teams or whatever. Like these guys are quiet assassins and they fucking came back from double digit deficits in the last three games and beat the number two seed LA Clippers. Nuggets in my pick. Art agrees with me. Mike agrees with me. Jesse Santos said Alexander Volkanovsky upsetting Max Holloway. It's the biggest upset of the year. So those are their answers. Marco, proceed with yours. I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets and the Clippers as well. Just because it was a 3-1 comeback. And I don't think anybody really expected something to that magnitude. You can see maybe them winning in seven games. But... I mean, seven games straight up and not having to come back from that deficit, that that's crazy. That was that was a crazy upset. So I would have to go with, with that, especially with the hype being put on the Clippers, Kawhi, Paul George, um, you know, and then we saw Paul George hit the side of the backboard. That was pretty bad. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'll go with the, I'll go with the Clippers and Nuggets. All right, good pick. All right, man, man, moving on. All right, next up, we've got submission of the year. I'm already going to tell you, I'm probably going to butcher all these names. So let's go with it. First <laughs> Do you off, want me to got... say it? Do you want me to say it? Actually, yes, please. <laughs> okay, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Because I know this one's going to be a little trickier. All right. Marco, we got Ariane Lipsky, knee bar submission from UFC Fight Night, Figueredo versus Benavides 2. We got the, the uh, God damn, God of War. DBs and Figueredo from UFC Fight Night, Figueredo versus Benavides 2, both on the same night, those first two options, when he rear naked choked uh, Joseph Benavides to sleep and won the UFC flyweight title. Khabib Nurmagomedov at UFC 254 when he triangle choked from the top mount and put to sleep Justin Gaethje. And then Mankezi Dern from UFC on ESPN, Woolley versus Burns, knee bar submission, victory. So those are the names and those are the options. <laughs> I think it would definitely have to be uh, the Justin Gaethje and Khabib Nurmagomedov uh, submission. Khabib um, to get it from that top position. I, I don't. I think we 
we expected Khabib to win. Um, a lot of people were looking for the Justin upset, but Khabib was coming to cement his legacy as probably the GOAT of the UFC. Um, and that's, you know, up in there and uh, in talks. But uh, I think for sure that that submission was uh, the submission of the year. And I want to confirm, uh, I know for you guys who are just listening to this, y'all can't see this. Marco Meme, you can see the pictures I put up, right? Do you see that first one, like that nasty one on the top left? Yep. Your knee's not supposed to be going that way. Ariana Liski, fucking. <laughs> and poor Joseph Benavides, he looked fucking contorted there. But yeah, my pick is also Khabib. Fucking animal. Just the way he out-wrestled, out-gained. you know, he out He's a whole nother level to Justin Gaethje. Like, he had no chance. And he proved it to him that night. You know, just... It is what it is. To get the, the triangle on the top mount, you could have done ground and pound. You could have done a lot of other stuff. You chose a triangle, and then you put him to sleep. Arguments that he did tap out, but the ref didn't see the tap out. He just saw him fall asleep, and that's what it is. And Khabib, if that's how you go out, beautiful way to go out. Art picked uh, Figueredo's submission. Mike picked Ariana Lipsky's, and Jesse Santos agrees with us with Khabib. So those are all, all nasty submissions, but we got to move on. Meme? All right. After that, we've got, what was it? Oh, knockout of the year. First off, we've got Cody Garbrandt at UFC 250 with the right hook to Rafael Esquano, whatever his name Asunsao. is. Asunsao. Sure. Then we've got <laughs> Jake Paul at Tyson versus Jones Jr. with that three-hit combo to Nate Robinson in the second round, followed up by Joaquin Buckley at UFC Fight Night. Mores versus Sandhagen with that spinning back kick. And then finally, we got Ryan Garcia at Garcia versus Forsenka. Left hook. My man, we got to get you uh, hooked by phonics or something, you know, get you get you get these translations done right, Papas, you know. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Moving on. All right, Marco, what is your pick for this knockout of the night? I don't know how much you love knockouts, you boxing expert. Yeah, so my heart. Would go, of course, with the with the golden boy, Ryan Garcia. What an astonishing knockout against Fonseca in that first round. I remember watching that fight live. But I always said it that that Corey Garbrandt knockout was amazing. And it was just so quick and the way he did it. And people him people doubting his abilities. I think it was just an awesome I think it was just an awesome knockout, just the whole story of it. Um and the way he did it in, in fast and stunning fashion. So I'll go with Corey on this one. Cody. I mean, Cody, sorry. <laughs> God, disagree. Disagree completely. Joaquin Butley getting his leg caught and in a split second to decide, you know what? Right here, right now, spin back kick. And just the way, I mean, straight to the chin to where his opponent's legs buckled and he just then dropped. Like, beautiful, like, striking, like... You know how hard it is to one hit a spinning back kick, let alone one when they're fucking holding your leg, you know. God damn, the way that man's eyes just roll back and died at that moment. So I'm going with Joaquin Buckley. Everyone else agree with me, Art, Mike, and Jesse. There was no contest on our part on that. But it is what it is. That was just a beautiful finish. Moving on, Meme. All right, then it's team of the year. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs, followed up by the L.A. Dodgers, followed up with the L.A. Lakers, and then the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
So just to be clear, guys, these are all the champions from the four uh, major sports. Baseball, basketball, hockey, uh, football. So there it is. Marco, your your pick. I, I think I already know the answer. First of all, I think that I think that MLS is a way bigger uh, uh, sporting franchise and uh, sporting uh, thing than, than hockey. But I'm not even going to get into that argument. Anyways. Oh, you have an honorable mention? Go ahead, please. No, I wouldn't mind. No, no, no. It's okay. It's all right. We'll, do, we'll, we'll talk about the MLS next awards. All right, but my, my choice is obviously going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think they uh, – I <sighs> three playoff game comebacks um, in the fashion that they did it in that game against San Francisco, running wasp. Patrick Mahomes flicking that thing up there for Tyreek Hill. Damian Williams running the ball in. Um, the way they were able to take the lead, and just throughout the whole season, Patrick Mahomes and the performances that he had with Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and our defense, I think uh, I think it just easily sets us up for Team of the Year. And maybe for Team of the Year for 2021, we'll see what happens. We shall see. Cannot disagree with you. Mike and Jesse agree with you as well. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, they end with, what, a 17-1 record if you combine the 2019 postseason? You want a championship? Domination? I mean... Seven, I guess seventeen and two because you know technically they did lose to the Chargers in the last game. Yeah, I think we're twenty four and one in the last twenty five games. Yeah, so I mean, but for the twenty twenty season, uh, or twenty twenty, the year of twenty twenty, just domination on the offense to make those comebacks, like you said, that twenty four point comeback against the Texans, ten point comeback against both the Titans and the Chiefs. I mean, uh, the Forty Niners. The Chiefs are the best team right now in the league. There's no question about it. Um, over the Lakers, I mean, we, I mean, for the most part, people predicted the Lakers to win it all on their end, you know, and they got it arguably easier down the road because the Heat were able to eliminate the supposed toughest competition on the way there, like the Celtics and the Bucks. Art picked the Dodgers. Very surprised on that one. Didn't actually ask to elaborate on that one, but hey, everyone's got their, you know, pickings, but you know, all right there. All right, man, man, let's move it on, man. All right. <clears throat> Next up is Coach of the Year. We've got Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs, followed up with Eugene Behrman of UFC. Then you can go to Frank Vogel of the LA Lakers. And then we go right back to the UFC with Mike Brown, Sean McDermott, and Trevor Whitman. Yeah. So three MMA coaches right there. Uh, two football and one basketball coach. Um, those, I feel like, were the best options right now. Now, as Marco said earlier, he believes MLS is big. I mean, I know international f- soccer is amazing, or football. We keep it in the U.S., though. Yeah. Well, I mean, UFC is international, right? So, whatever. So, those are our picks. Marco, do you have any questions about the MMA coaches? You know who they are and all that stuff? Yeah, I know who they are. All right. Your pick for the coach of the year? I think my coach of the year to the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid because I just think that Andy Reid's first Super Bowl win uh, after, you know, having all those success years with the Eagles but not able ever to get the big one, um, I think this was huge for him. Um, I think he has proven that he is a dominant coach in the NFL and probably going to go down as one of the greatest coaches to every coach um, in the NFL ever. Um, So he's definitely going to the Hall of Fame, and I think that, that 2020 was his year. And um, he continued to prove it. My coach of the year is Eugene Berman of City Kicks Boxing. This man has trained or is training 
Israel Adesanya, Alexander Volkanovsky, and Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker had a good 2025 of the year candidate fight right there. Um, Israel Adesanya defended his title twice. Alexander Volkanovsky was able to retain his title. Just the sheer name alone of the champions and names that he's bringing up on his own. Well, not on his own. Clearly, his other coaches there and stuff like that. But just an amazing, amazing accomplishment by him to be able to, you know, expand the, these fighters, you know, careers. Yeah, he's going to go talk to Dan Hooker a little bit, getting knocked out real quick. <laughs> Last card, so he's going to have a conversation with him. That's on Dan for backpedaling too much. <laughs> so. Art agreed with you, Marco, and he said Andy Reid was coach of the year. And just no question about it, the way you said it. Mike and Jesse agree with me. UG Behrman, just an animal assassin with you know the way he was able to coach up his fighters. So moving on there, Meme. All right, and then we've got fight of the year, starting off with uh, fit. Jesus Christ, these, all these <laughs> names. Okay, we've got Diverson Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno at UFC 256. I'm just going to go roll with it, Jose. Just roll with me, brother. <laughs> okay, no problem. Then, then we got Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. After that, we've got Vasil Lomachenko versus Teofimo Lopez. <laughs> Fuck these names. God damn it. Then finally, we got Zhang Weili versus Johanna Jurkishmerkbis at UFC 246. <laughs> Fucking at me. I don't care. Okay. To elaborate, guys. So that way, remember, please keep your take. DVC and Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Vasil Lomachenko versus Teofimo Lopez. Zhang Weili versus Johanna Jajic. There you go. Fucking, I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucking at me. I don't care. <laughs> I producer member. Oh, I don't forget how many underscores you have. <laughs> Marco, please. I'm going to go with the fight. To me, the fight of the year is going to be the most, uh, probably the one of the biggest upsets, probably also. Um, and I think if you go to the world of boxing, it's going to be the Teofimo Lopez versus Lomachenko fight. People knew that Teofimo had the skills and the ability to be able to perform at a high level against Lomachenko, but nobody thought that Lomachenko was going to go 10 rounds without throwing punches. So I think uh, it was an amazing fight in Teofimo Lopez's part, uh, being able to bring his offense, bring his grit from Brooklyn, um, able to showcase his talent, and now he's the undisputed lightweight champion of boxing. So to me, the Teofimo versus Lomachenko fight was the fight of the year for me. All right. So me, Mike, and Jesse all disagree with you. Completely disagree with you. Our fight was Zhang versus Ioana. That war between those two women, back and forth. The hematoma that was left on Ioana. If y'all remember episode one, guys, we talked big about fucking Madame Funko Pop's head almost busting open. God damn, what a fight. And the fact that that fight was so big, they destroyed each other. They didn't fight again the rest of 2020. But neither women did. Like just the sheer will, the sheer heart that they had, just to go at it all five rounds. Where I think Zhang won the fight, you know, decisively three two. Oh, there's a lot of people argue that Joanna won the fight. So it's a rematch that I can't wait it happens later on in the future after Joanna gets some wins. But Zhang Wei Li uh, and versus Joanna and Jacek was our fight of the year. Um, uh, and uh, Art picked Figueredo versus Moreno. Great fight. Went to a draw. Can't wait for that rematch. Amazing. Um, moving on, Meme. 
you have reached the end of the episode. Thank you for listening, and please wait for part two. Goodbye.